Hi, this is Deborah Ann Wool. Thank you for listening to the Children of Erte podcast, presented by Demiplane. You can join us live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv backslash RPG, or catch up with the VOD of each episode on the Demiplane YouTube channel. Bags are packed, are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other way and welcome to Children of Erte. We're so excited to have you. Um, I will immediately kick it over to Adam. You know the drill. <laughs> you know, maybe I should just say the hello, like, because <laughs> I, I, I feel like, you know, no, everybody wants to hear from Deborah first. We're going we're, we're gonna to keep things going. But uh, we have incredible sponsors. First of all, Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. And you can grab an Electrum chest code on with the code on the overlay or bouncing around the chat. We also have Die Hard Dice, who has supplied our cast with Verdict Verifiers. Yes. Verdict Ooh. Verifiers. That one was pretty strong. I, I like, I like that one for the V's there. Uh, thanks again to Marcus Reedner for, for the uh, alphabetical alliterative <laughs> list that we have been going through uh, for several episodes now because we're getting to the end of the alphabet. So uh, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited about, you know, the uh, the X. The X is always fun when it comes to alphabetical things. So we're going to get to that next, uh, no, two, two, two weeks two from now. So that means well, no, that we're going to have to wait yeah. until 2023. You're going to find out what the X is. Cliffhanger. That's, cliffhanger. that's going to be a lot of fun. That's the, that's the big cliffhanger. And, and then we're going to need a whole new list. <laughs> finally, <laughs> you will hear the sounds of Sirenscape because epic games require epic sound i'm adam bradford the cdo at demiplane we have many things going on a couple of things that happened today first of all if you uh, love the world of darkness we have hunter the reckoning nexus that is now available in early access today so you can pick up the core rule book and check that out Um, lots and lots of fun with that one love how that one came out Uh, so check that out and then we also have the uh, some email communications going out because we're getting very, very close to the Pathfinder Nexus character builder and digital character sheet closed alpha. So uh, you can check out Demiplane social media to uh, see how you can sign up uh, to show that you're interested in possibly getting into that closed alpha a little bit, uh, like really soon, really soon, hopefully next week, but but within the next couple of weeks for sure, that closed alpha is going to start. Tonight, I am playing Silas Sorrell, your, uh, I, I forget what the thing is, like a fr- friendly <laughs> neighborhood, dimensionally displaced magical super fan. <laughs> Something. Hey everyone, I'm Alicia Marie. You can find me everywhere on the interwebs at Alicia Marie Body. I'm a creative artist and costumer. And I'm really relaxed right now because we are so removed from October that I can't believe it. I'm just happy. Um, tonight, I am playing Bruce Armstrong, attorney, and zombie killer. 
at law. <laughs> Hi, I am Jen Crutch, where you can find me on the various interweb places <laughs> as at DreamWisp and streaming on Twitch as DreamWisp Jen. Um, tonight, I am play playing your friendly neighborhood troublemaker, Maeve Morgan Flynn. Hi, everyone. I'm Lauren Urban. I'm the content coordinator over at Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. You can find me on the interwebs as Obo Lauren. You can find me here tonight playing Carolyn Neb Stern, who is all about being a zombie killer. This is fun. <laughs> uh, oh, it's me. Hi. <laughs> I am so out of it today, which is not good because I'm surrounded by zombies, I think. Drag if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, hi, I'm Hope Lavelle. Did I already say that? I don't know. Um, and I am playing Miss Robin Beckett, who, like I said, is in a predicament. We'll see how this goes. Um, and I'm Deborah Ann Wool. I am your storyteller for this evening. Thank you, players, Josh, everyone at home for being here uh, today for the 29th chapter of Children of Verte. We are moving right through these. Um, from last week, we will remember, yes, uh, there was a fight with a ice zombie creature in the alleyway outside of the general store. However, Robin had snuck in ahead of the team, uh, come around towards the front and stumbled over a pair of feet. Now, you didn't roll a run or anything, so I wanted to clarify, you're not prone, you're not on the <laughs> ground, but you have awakened uh, this uh, being, which has now sat up turned to look at you and uh we're in initiative <laughs> so let's jump right in here initiative from everybody um we'll see what you hear from her okay. So much rolling. There's not even any quips. <laughs> right, we're all just like we're right here into zombie right. killing and just let's listening. Let's just go. Start with Robin. Where are you, Robin? Nineteen. A nineteen. Ooh. Pretty darn good. Um, what is here? Okay. Uh, Silas. Twenty-three. Twenty-three for Silas. Liking that roll. Uh, Neb. I had a fifteen, and I thought I did good. Fifteen for Neb. Feruza. I have an eight. Eight for Feruza and Maeve. I am also an eight. All Clint. right, well, you guys can can duke it out. Uh, <laughs> I'm a, a twelve dex plus one dex. Sorry, whoops. What's your dex? Uh, my dex is plus three. Okay, so Maeve first, followed by Feruza. Okay, um, because. Nothing has happened yet for all of you outside. Um, mm -hmm. We're going to start with Robin in the initiative order. So Silas, unfortunately, that will bring you around back up to the top there. Um, what we can do, if you would like, is say that not knowing that anything is wrong yet, is there something you'd like to do, oh. uh, you know, while you're recovering from these shards, you know, because you all destroyed one. And then I think uh, Feruza and uh, Silas, you got sort of splattered with these shards again. There was a quick pain in your chest, Silas, but you're fine. Yeah, um, I am. So, what does Silas see with Robin right now? Nothing. Robin is. You guys are still out in the alleyway. Robin went inside. You have okay. not seen or but, heard but, from but her. But she is, she is inside. She's inside. In you saw her go so, in. Yeah. yeah. So si Silas is definitely going to, um, you know, 
go up to the doorway and sees, mm -hmm. uh, see what he sees. Yeah, as you poke your head in, you see what uh, what Robin saw, which is a lot of like, you know, paper goods and, uh, you know, packaging, some of it fake, some of it real, you know, behind the stuff isn't as, isn't as real. As you look up and down, you don't see any figures or anything right in this particular aisle, um, but it is another, you know, 15, 20 feet towards the front of the, the store. Okay. Um, Silas is just going to say, Robin, are you in here? And he's, he's going to, you know, uh, walk in and actively look for, for where Robin is. Okay, great. Um, so as you start to head towards the front and you turn and look around the corner, you see Robin uh, standing, having sort of stumbled and watch the head of this thing, you know, bolt straight upward and turn towards her a mere three feet from where she stands. And we will come back around to you, right. but you're there. Yeah. Robin, you're up first. After Robin stumbles, and as she does, <laughs> she disappears. <gasps> and she reappears back by Silas. <laughs> oh, oh, we have something to do here. And she's going to pick up a lighter. She's going to, I'm assuming maybe there's a stand of lighters or something. A Ooh. stand of lighters? Sure. I mean, let me think. <laughs> she's just going uh, to throw whatever is closest to her. Okay. Mm -hmm. Does it have to be ignitable? Yes. And you want it to gonna, be ignitable. Okay. I want it to ignite. Um, and she's just going to, yes. Well, I'm going to think about what, what could that be? What could we take that feels old timey? Um, <laughs> matches? <laughs> matches? Flint? Uh, <laughs> lantern? Super old oil, 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 oil lantern. That's yeah. a great. A it's like a little oil lantern. lantern um, yeah. You know, off the side. You, you can just pick up, you can shake it, and, you know, here there's just a couple of drops in there, but you can throw okay. that if you'd like. Perfect. Great. Pick up this lantern and it just lights it with a fire and just. <laughs> Toss it right at them. All right, go for it. Give me a ranged attack. It's about 10, 15 uh, feet from you. 22. 22. <laughs> Please. Give me something. Um, oh, yes. Max damage. 10 fire damage. 10 fire damage. I'm just rolling. Holy crud. All right. <laughs> you throw this thing. It lobs. It's a beautiful high arc through the air as it lands right at the feet of this thing and just um, you know, oil, whatever's left in there splashes up on top of this thing. It is immediately engulfed in flames as it struggles to its feet, now beginning to stagger towards you on fire. Um, anything else, Robin? Silas, how did I get back here? What, what just happened? Uh, you know, and basically, like, as this is happening, it's almost a delayed reaction from yes. Silas at this point. Uh, but uh, he kind of realizes finally what's going on, and Robin's here, things on fire, and he just kind of like throws his hand at him. He's like, "Ooh!" and he like knocks his hat off, and um, and and he almost stumbles backwards himself. Okay, um, as Silas stumbles back, knocking his hat off, the creature stumbles forward. Uh, Robin, it's not super fast, but it is kind of jerky, um, with a little bit of speed to it as it almost tumbles directly on top of you. <laughs> that is a critical hit. Oh. Uh, so si Silas, as a reaction, yes. is going is going to um, basically like uh, kind of recover I just slightly. I love when that happens uh, first. I'm so sorry. Go, keep going. And, 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 he, and he's just going to say, um, 
Oh, oh no, you don't. You don't hurt Miss Robin. <laughs> and I am going to use silvery barbs. Okay. Yes. Tell me what happens. Uh, you have to re-roll that. I have to re-roll it. Yes. Arr, here it goes. Wow. Darn you. Oh, it's not as good. Uh, 13. It hits. It does. Okay. I'm putting one dice At down. At least it was, not a, crit. It was <laughs> not a crit. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and I rolled poorly there. Uh, two bludgeoning damage. However, he's on fire. Mm-hmm. He's on fire. He's on um, fire. Also, just really quick, uh, with this yes. uh, barb, uh, Robin is going to now have advantage on the next attack roll, ability check, or saving throw you make within the next minute. Fantastic. Um, so two bludgeoning damage, but three fire damage as this blazing creature just almost knocks into you, uh, falling forward into your arms. Uh, you feel the burning and the warmth around on all of your clothes as, as you take the hit and lose a little bit of your breath. Um, that is its turn. Neb, outside. Uh, you probably hear Robin and Silas making some noise. Um, <laughs> Screaming. <laughs> what would you like to do? What is going on in there? And I'll follow on in. Rush on in. All right. Yeah, uh, I mean, she's going to rush everywhere, so why not? Gotcha. Um, as you come in and look down towards the front where you think this noise is coming from, you see Silas has staggered back a little bit and is shouting something at, at Robin, who gets slammed in the face by a, a creature on fire. Um, <laughs> what would you like to do? Can first off, there's this moment when Neb's like, that's awesome and scary. <laughs> Can I get up next to them so that like the, the creature is yes. there? Yeah. All right, then I'm gonna run up. And the last thing that Neb heard was Silas saying, You don't hurt Miss Robin. Mm -hmm. And she's gonna run up and say, Nope, nope, nobody hurts Miss Robin. And she's gonna scream at this thing. Uh -huh. And I need it to make a constitution saving throw DC 13. 13. Uh, it's a 16. Ah, uh, okay. So it's still going to take some damage, but it doesn't get pushed. Okay. Shoot. I tried. I tried. Um, it's going to take two thunder damage. Thunder damage. Um, okay. Yeah. As I, as I yell really loud at it. Um, and I go, look. Uh, the cans on the, the cans and jars on the shelves rattle a little bit. I'll look back at the two of them and go, is that the only one? I hope so. At the moment. <laughs> we, we need to get away from it before it explodes. And that's the end of my turn. Okay. Uh, Maeve, you're up next. All right. First thing I'd like to know is, can I get... How far away is Silas's hat? Uh, I mean, it's it's the same distance to the group. Uh, so, you know, within 30 feet. All right. First, no. <laughs> just, <laughs> no. <laughs> just no. Just no. Uh, Go ahead. Make your attack. All right. As you step in, you know, after uh, Neb, I'm doing a little sort of slide on the, the you know, linoleum or whatever. It's on the, I guess it's wood. On the wood here, the dusty wood, seeing the scene in front of you. Just, I see a flaming corpse yeah. coming toward me, shambling yeah. towards me, <laughs> uh, trying to hug my friends. Yes. Um, no. No. <laughs> And that sort of the, the the snow on the ground sort of billows as it mm. the force rushes towards it and imp potentially impacts. Mm -hmm. It's a dirty twenty. Dirty twenty will hit. Yeah. So Give it some damage. 
Uh, it's nine points of force damage. Nine force. Um, okay. And then I would like to, as I would like to run in, seeing Silas without the hat, grab the hat off the ground and get it out of the way so that he doesn't accidentally get it set on fire. Okay, are you trying to be stealthy or quick? No, or no, no, this is, this is protect it. the hat. I know how possessive he is of it. Okay, great. Then sure that, just a or, slide or of I, hand. I can hand it back to Silas first. I'll offer yeah, it back just a slide of first. hand to see if within the scuffle you're able to grab okay. it, please. And I'm happy to use my bonus action for that if I need to. Yeah, we'll go with um, that. So, uh, 23. Easy. 22. Yeah. You you slide in on the dust, shoot this you know bolt of energy towards the creature, sprint forward, sliding on the ground as you scoop up the hat into your hands. You can give it back to him. You can keep it. Whatever. I you look want. at him. Yeah. And Silas, are, are you Silas. are you aware or interested in it? I felt like I couldn't speak for just one moment. Uh, it's 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 like. The universe was conspiring. That's what happens when zombies on fire start. (laughs) That's what happens when it's a severe thunderstorm around (laughs) you and you don't want everyone to hear thunder over and over. Um, So um, Silas is is just like, oh, thanks. And he just kind of picks it up and uh, he's going to quickly just tuck it into his bag. I'm going to raise an eyebrow and then move back out of the way and so okay. behind some cover. Being, uh, having come that close to Silas, let's see. I won't make you do ops. I think he's, you stayed behind the party. So we'll say you're good to scoot back out. Um, Feruza. Okay. Um, so Feruza is behind, I don't know, for a reason she's behind everybody. Maybe she, you know what? Silas, you know, rushed ahead yeah. because he saw Robin go. Feruza's still sort of entranced by how horrible this supposed vacation location is. And she's sort of like, why would they design a, I mean, I, why would they design a place? This is horrible. Like everything just looks really dark. You and don't grimy. like my, my yeah, museum? <laughs> what is this? She's still sort of entranced by that. And then she noticed she, she's by herself. And she's like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Then she runs out. So is there, my question is, is there a door uh, it's like it's open or a door. Well, so open. there's the door literally yeah. right in front of you that's open that goes into the general store, which is where your friends are. Okay. Um, inside the general store that you can go forward towards your friends or back towards the back of the general store. You didn't see any other doors when you guys scouted the exterior of this place. Okay. Um, so as of right now, this is your only entrance. This is the door. Okay, because her hackles are already up from what yeah. just happened, she's still, I would like to say she's still raging. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, it's raging. been less than a minute since you <laughs> took out another monster, yeah. Exactly. And right as soon as her mind opens, she hears, like, the noise, whatever. And without realizing it, I guess she sort of casts thaumaturgy without realizing and she says, what in tarnation is going on now? And it booms everywhere. <laughs> As that happens, another voice echoes back towards you, suddenly booming through the whole space, owned and operated by Charles Tibbet, and it continues to talk over the skirmish. You're just getting a, a word here and there as you feel it sort of, you know, booming through this large space. <laughs> She's like, she was like surprised by her own voice. She's like, okay, okay. And she's gonna storm through the door. If the door has hinges, yes. she's gonna grab the door to like just move it out of the way because she's actually feels 
more like she feels bigger because she's okay. aging. She's yeah. bigger now. Yeah. She's gonna grab the door <laughs> and without meaning to, she <laughs> rips it off the hinges and she's like, what the f and right then, if if where are they the can uh -huh. I can I see them at that point? You can see them. They're about twenty feet away. She's gonna charge with the door. <laughs> and 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 she's just gonna say, move. And you guys are gonna hear it echo. And she's just gonna literally throw. If she can get close enough to swing, okay. I'll okay. swing. Okay. Otherwise, I'm throwing it. Okay. May I, I yell out to Feruza? Yes, go ahead. You, use it as a shield. Stay behind it. Oh, hey, we've learned they explode. Did stay she, back. Okay. Did she say so, tarnation? <laughs> Okay. Meanwhile, over, a, it's a strange western no town. Was lucky Chuck, he had a way of being in the right place. It's all still booming over you. <laughs> it's so unsettling. Something's going on in this place. I don't know what it so, is. So first of all, I I, I need a, a a strength. We're gonna give it to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but I, I'm gonna maybe do a check to see how much it holds you up. Um, oh. So you're gonna get the door off, but let's see how hard it is. So okay. let's do a strength check. This. Ooh, you're raging, so you can have your, you know, your advantages and everything. Okay, let's see. Strength, just a regular strength check. Yeah, just a strength check or athletics. You know, you can do this anyway. Let's see. <gasps> oh. oh, 15. A that 15? Okay, with the 15, <laughs> you yank the thing off, but we're gonna call it, we're, well, basically we'll call it your, I mean, you're already raging, so that's good. But we'll, you know, we'll say like, as part of your movement with that. Mm -hmm. So you can't continue to move into the room, but if you'd like to hurl it, that's I will true. allow that. She has it, and she hears Maeve. Now you did hear Maeve, yeah. Oh, I did. Okay, so she's like, ah, and she just chucks it because she's raging. And uh -huh. she'd like to do this recklessly because she's already kind of like Great. thrown off by the, the echoing and the, hearing yeah. Robin and Riley's sight. Came to the site that would become Hollowville, and it's just yeah. <laughs> okay, so let me see where we are. I'm so a mechanics of a hammer, maybe, or can you use it? Well, you 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 have advantage because you're raging because you're reckless. Yeah. So it's just it's just a. a Sorry, a ranged or... attack. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. It's ranged. Okay. So we'll do this. Oh, this one. Okay. And I guess you know, like it... you're not Ooh. proficient with it, but it... twenty one. Oh. Proficient with a door. <laughs> we attack doors. Be... We don't usually attack with doors, but yeah. Hey, um, improvised weapons or improvised weapons. Improvised weapons or improvised weapons. With a twenty one, you will absolutely hit this thing. Um. Let's go with like your standard D6. It's like it fell. It's like the door fell onto it. Okay. So 20 feet, two D6. Okay. Uh, four. Some Whoops. logic behind four. it. Four. Two four, so eight. Okay. Just for funsies too, okay. Uh, Ooh, did I get plus two? No, that's not, that's not, you're raging, you're raging. Yeah. Oh, but okay. it's melee, you're right. Oh, um, so um yes so boom this thing hits in the, and i'm even gonna give this to you it's gonna make a strength save to see if it can stand on its feet it can 
Um, so as it, it you throw this door, <laughs> flies through the air, it goes past Silas, past Neb, uh, you know, past Robin, who's just been like head bonked by this creature, and it slams into the thing, um, which staggers back at the force of it, but is able to sort of keep hold on its feet. Um, the door clattering to the ground next to it. Anything else, Bariza? That's all for me. That's all for you. This all right. Like Back up to Silas. It is still there on fire in front of you. Silas, um, at this point, you see just kind of gently uh, floating out of his uh, pack where he just uh, placed the hat. Mm -hmm. uh, you see the ring, and this time it begins to glow, but it's not glowing with green light. It's glowing with yellow light. Okay. And uh, he just kind of he kind of walks up to the creature and um, and says, "I." I I really wonder if if you're alive. Can you even experience fear? And uh, and then he is going to, um, you know, blast out from the ring. Basically, he kind of like moves his hand, but then the ring uh -huh. blasts out a yellow ray of light. Uh huh. And that is going to be that is a twenty-two. That'll hit. And that is. Are just uh, townsfolk. Seven, seven <laughs> points of force damage. Seven points of force damage. Um, boy, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, with that, this light flies out of your ring, um, like over the shoulder of Robin, who's standing there, still sort of patting out the flames that you know engulfed her clothing, um, and it strikes this creature right in the head as it begins to sort of peel apart and melt with the pressure of that. I believe Silas, Neb, and Robin are all within five feet. Mm -hmm. It explodes into tiny little shards of ice. No. I need dexterity saving throws from all three of you. Oh, Not again! No! Oh, I got a net 20. All right, Robin... Robin. <laughs> outside with her arms crossed. Saying that. I did warn you. <laughs> All right, Neb. That's a two. Ooh. It's, Neb it's like a nat 20. I'm just missing a zero. <laughs> Silas. Uh, Silas also got a nat 20. And I, okay. I would just like to ask, is there, a, is there any possibility <laughs> of Silas taking this for Neb? Like literally stepping over, like sidestepping <sighs> with the nat 20? Just thought I'd ask. Dexterity, maybe, or <laughs> what yeah. about our powers yeah. combined? Two nat twenties. I, I know. I'm. I'm. That's I'm. Awesome. That's true. Two nat twenties. Um. Yeah. With let's say with a with a dexterity, um, to see if that's possible. If you have the speed to get in front of Neb and shield her. Um, okay. What What do I need to roll? We're gonna do a dexterity. Just a dexterity check. Okay. Um, Neb had a two. I had a two. Yeah. Wow. I almost. <laughs> what do I want to make this DC? So, si Silas is okay to entirely fail. Yes. Is in order for this to happen. I mean, if Neb that makes is not. Any difference. It, it's. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> um, I'm enjoying this bargaining. This is very exciting. This negotiation is fun for me. Um, okay. If if your 
because the 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 uh, the DC would be to see how quickly if, if you're able, sorry, if you're even able to get in front of her in time. Um, go ahead, give me the um, give me the dexterity check. Okay. Um, let's see what you get. Just flat dexterity check, Just no proficiency. Flat dexterity. No. This is an in on instinct, not on skill. Uh, wait, something doesn't look right with that. My so dexterity is way higher than it should be. Let me, oh, mm -hmm. I was looking at saving throw. Sorry, sorry, oh, sorry. Okay. Um, so no, that is, um, um, that is a total 15. Okay. So a 15 is a success for this particular escape. Um, I'm going to say this, you can take the brunt of it. She'll take some damage, but you will prevent the worst. Anything further. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, here we go. Here's how I'm going to do this. Boom. And boom. Executive decisions. Okay. Yeah, now Robin and I are going to have to shield Silas at some point. Because, oh, you know, I shielded her right. and she shielded me. I know. I know. So Silas, that is five uh, points of um, piercing damage. Four cold damage. Oof. And that is still three damage, uh, piercing damage to Neb. Still. Two turtle doves and a partridge in a pair. Yes. <laughs> um, Silas, when you take this this hit of these shards and, and these little pieces of ice and glass and you're able to protect, Neb, you maybe only feel it across your hands. I don't know why we keep injuring your hands. <laughs> Just your, your forearms and your hands take a little bit of that and you feel that a little bit but are able to shake it off. Uh, Silas, as it hits you, uh, again, there's this sharp pain in your heart that doubles you over, but it's gone almost as quickly as it came as you sort of stand up and, and roll your shoulders back. And, and Silas, at, you know, looking at the, the husk there, um, just, uh, you know, kind of under his breath, uh, just the people closest to him can uh, hear him say, I don't know if you can experience it or not, but I guess you could have, should have feared me. And, um, and then you see that he just uh, drops the, the ring back into his bag telekinetically. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, the room, there's still the, you know, the, the, the dust, this, you know, ice dust now that's scattering on the ground uh, around this place. But now the room is still filled with this, this booming voice from above. As you look up and begin to see speakers in the corner, really old type of speakers, like the ones you'd see for announcements at a high school in 1985 or something like that. Um, and as you do, you can tell it's on a loop. Um, and as you look around again, now some of the figures, and this is, there's quite a few people in this area. There's the general sound of like hubbub and the sound of cash registers, old timey cash registers being things like that, <laughs> popping in and out. Um, and you hear this voice. Uh, it's a male voice. It has that very comforting kind of Sam Elliott quality as it begins to intone. I like you. the way you talk. That's right. <laughs> Owned and operated by Charles Tibbet, otherwise known as Lucky Chuck. He had a way of being in the right place at the right time. He came out to the site that would become Hollow Vale to establish a trading post for fur trappers and travelers north when the mine was discovered and Chuck got lucky once again. He even managed to sell the store to a town dweller from down in Gravelhurst before the mine dried up, left just days before took his money and his luck, which carried him all the way to the ripe old age of 103. 
owned and operated by Charles <laughs> Abbott, and it continues and to loop. For and you. it's at this point that Maybe I'm going to say, "You have that to throw in chat for us." I don't. It's not a handout. Okay. It's okay. Not, I just didn't know if it was seriously information you need to I'm know. Sorry, beyond. <laughs> <laughs> Who did he sell it to? He got lucky. He sold it a to town dweller in, a town from dweller. Gravelhurst, I think. From Gravelhurst. Yeah. Gravelhurst. As it repeats, I look over at Silas and go, "Well, uh, they're not the only person that was in the right place at the right time. Thank you. You didn't have to do that. Are you okay?" Yeah, I'm. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. And Silas is uh, ba barely paying attention to Neb and is mm -hmm. looking to see if he can see where that is playing from. Um, I gotta get this there's one in the corner up. right up here another speaker in the corner there there's a person at the checkout who's just doing you know a chiching up chiching so silas up. is going to telekinetically like yes. in turn go to yes. wherever he thinks the noise might be coming out and like try to untwist something or, or break it or whatever okay. he can do to just get it to shut up. Okay, we will say that that's possible. That telekinetically, you can basically dis you know disable these speakers, but it's just going to take a minute because sure. um, there's you know two of them on either side, so <laughs> it's going to take a minute. But you're you are telekinetically focused on making that happen. Um, as this is going on, and there's you know there's two other animatronic uh, women that are standing next to each other, and they're you know picking up an you know a, a, a pea, an orange and looking at it and going down and picking it up. There is someone lying on the floor near their feet who stands up jerkily and begins to try and attack the animatronic there in front of them, um, just lashing out until they take it down to the ground, uh, disappearing out of sight. You just hear. <laughs> As the thing, an arm, an animatronic arm goes flying. Another one, a leg and a shoe seems to fly off in the other corner until it goes silent once again as Silas deactivates the speakers. Not sure we're alone. <laughs> oh, no, we're definitely not alone. No, 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 no. Um, we should hightail it out of here. What do you guys think? At least not get near whatever that was. Unless I mean, there's something else in here we need. If I was an evil mastermind hiding shards, I certainly wouldn't do it in a dump like this. <laughs> I'm afraid to talk, you guys. The last no. time I talked, it like set off that loudspeaker. <laughs> and you said tarnation, and I, I'm really curious where you learned that word we from. We are the nation of tarnation. <laughs> but, but we don't have to worry about sound. Remember, they don't seem to respond to yelling or anything. We just can't get close to that one. <clears throat> Well, gee golly willikers and gadzooks, we probably should get out of here then. Yeah. Maeve, who's right. still standing outside the door yeah. looking at all of you. <laughs> so are we forgetting the plan of don't get close to them then? It's it's less about forgetting more more about just in the moment what I mean, we were it, doing. I mean, it's also not that bad. I mean, you know, have you ever uh I, I used to work some fiberglass sometimes. What? I, I mean, that's that's the only effect. Like, uh, like as long as you can avoid the blast, like the the brunt of it, um, it's uh, it, it's very minor pain. So the, I don't think the explosion is something we should worry about. I think we should uh, worry about maybe staying away from them, just where we don't waste our time and find this, this shard. Well, I agree with not getting near them. Uh, I I don't agree with the. Uh, it's not that much of. Not, not that much pain because you shielded me from most of it and ow that still hurt but mm. is there a map in there anything like that Ooh. uh give me an investigation check please 
that's true. We should make um, sure. I'm not in the room, so that's may right. I uh, you don't know. Rob, may may I enter? Assist in that? No, I'm 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 not trusting that place at this point. Someone's got to keep a lookout. <laughs> I mean, right. if you want to, if you want to shout it in, someone else can do the investigation. Uh, yes, I, I'm calling it out. To okay. Them from outside. If someone else would like to look. I'll, they can. I'll do it. Robin, All right, Robin, investigation, please. See what we get. Oh, it's a nine. It's a nine. <laughs> um, you do see one of those rotating racks with like foldable maps and things, but you know, none of it's like particularly anything you don't, you know, have in your car back at <laughs> Gravelhurst or wherever you parked before <laughs> to get your flight. Um, just a bunch of Rand McNallys. I think the only map is the one that gets us out of here. Let's go. Uh -huh. Let's go. Uh -huh. Maeve, outside, wherever there's a sign that says general store, yes. uh, it's also going to say she's, she's writing on uh, underneath in like a Sharpie. And <laughs> zombies. General store and zombies. Uh, corpses are us. General zombies. <laughs> um, so the main general sign store is around the front where all of the zombies are. So we won't, you didn't go over there, but I'll give you that like on the side, maybe it says, you know, like, you know, Lucky Chuck's general store or something. Like that. You can <laughs> I write it under Not so lucky. Not so lucky. <laughs> Unlucky yeah. Chuck. Unlucky. Uh, and, and, and Silas, uh, Silas, uh, if he happens to come out when she's doing any of this, he's like, ooh, can I borrow the pen for just a second? Okay. Can, can, can I sure. make, please? All right, thank you. This is going to make me very happy. And then he just, he writes, don't dead open inside. <laughs> like as big as he can, like on, the, for... on the side of the wood. <laughs> Okay, as you as you all exit and close the door behind you, you leave. Your we can't warning. close the door because Farusa threw it. Well, that's right, Farusa threw it. There is no door. Nope. Oh, great! That's a wonderful news for a DM. Um, yay! Also, kind of for players. I mean, how many times have we been stymied yeah, by doors? But, but I imagine like the saloon doors where on the Lucky Chuck sign. So that's that's in my head, Adam. Where okay. Like, now we have saloon don't dead die inside <laughs> that's oh, amazing all right so you are all back out in the alleyway where this all began where would you like to go now um so reminding you about the sort of layout of the town you had been to the boarding house which is the first house on the right side of town general store was next the third building on this side of town is the church on the other side is the saloon what you believe is the mayor's house and then the bank and we'd have to go around and like through there, the yes, cemetery. The, the cemetery is the furthest down. Um, so you could go around and down through the cemetery. You could go back up towards the Hollowvale station to get around to the other side. Um, because yes, the main drag is littered with. I mean, books. we can assume that this cemetery is full of this too, because the first time that we ran into one of these jokers was when it apparently crawled out of a grave right beside our train. So Is, would it be ironic if we went through the cemetery and found no zombies? Extremely. I mean, possibly. But either way, if we're thinking about just getting to the other side, I, I think we just... should get to the mayor's house because, you know, life at the top. Well, well, yeah, I mean, it, you know, people who design these kind of puzzles, like I've seen those Saw movies and, you know, oh. like, those kind of people who think like this would put it in the mayor's house. Or if it's not there, there's probably a clue. 
Yeah, I was watching this one episode this one time of Atlanta <laughs> where basically a rapper died, but then he like did a scavenger hunt before he died. And I'm genuinely beginning to wonder if this is kind of like that to some degree that like the person knew that they were going to meet their end and they just wanted to mess with some people like they're messing with us right now. But um, but either way, like we, we really need to get to this shard and I definitely don't want to be caught out here at night. Mm. Ah, good point. Good point. Fruz is sort of looking at Silas and just out of nowhere, she says, you know, I have a, I had a friend uh, back in high school who had a pet tarantula and um, but like home alone. <laughs> like, yeah, who does no, that? But apparently they're very sweet pets, I've heard. So maybe. Yeah, she this, this it was like a blue something tarantula and she she loved it. But she told me that. Wait, did it have blue fur? It had little blue, like. Like, wait, do tarantulas hair. have fur? Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. get any yeah. ideas. Nah, don't get any ideas. <laughs> no, <laughs> I absolutely don't have any idea of what you might be talking about. Absolutely not. And this, this tarantula, okay, hear me out here. Whenever it got scared, and this is what they do, they throw hairs. And it's to irritate the skin of the thing. It doesn't kill. It just really irritates the skin of the thing it throws hairs at. I'm just wondering, and she's sort of looking at Silas, how you're, how did, I mean, you got hit with like all of that and you don't feel anything. So what, you think it was like, you like, you think it was like tarantula powder in her pocket is going, (laughs) I knew I liked him for a reason. Uh, I mean, like the thing is, is, uh, you know, magical healing. Don't forget that. So like if anybody needs looked after, Nev, I don't know if it got you a little bit, but like I can, I can try to take a look if you, if you need it. But um, I think we've already established that at some point, uh, you know, I kind of tap out and um, I've got to, you know, restore the the power in the well. I got to drink some Gatorade or, or whatever to get it back. So, um, you know, the magical healing is probably, you know, w- what's making it fine. And if that's the case, okay. that's fine. I'll just I'll be the person that goes in close to these things if we need somebody that goes in close. Okay. I'm just wondering. Uh, yeah, I just it just feels so weird to get hit by pieces of. A creature and have it do nothing. Well, I mean, you, you you got hit know. also, and you yeah, were fine. But I mean, or I'm a potential totally solution. Let's not stay back. Well, I mean, maybe that sounds like a wonderful yeah. idea, but you know, life doesn't always like fit into these pretty little boxes like that. Like sometimes you walk into a general store and you like almost trip and then you fall onto some zombie feet. So that, like sometimes you get close to them without meaning. And to. then you port yourself back far away from things. Well, I mean, oh, we didn't even did ask. That. So we didn't even ask. Uh, Robin, are you okay? I mean, I only got hit a little bit, but you were also oh. in a fire. Yes, I used the door as a shield. <laughs> I'm glad Maybe someone threw it. Then. Door. Maybe oh, you're yeah. looking at her door with That's us. Right. You know, the edges of her jacket and everything are singed, and <laughs> she's got a little shiner, you know, working up on the side of her face yeah. and getting head butted. But she's fine. Okay. Um, and at that moment, you guys realize that Feruza actually is carrying the head of one of those animatronic things, just randomly carrying it under her, under the, on her side, whatever, and she's paying no attention to it. Are you it planning was, on going bowling with that head? What's going on with that? It, it gave me the creeps, and let me tell you something. I'm convinced this thing snarled at me specifically when I was standing in that room. So, so I why you head off. I mean, I mean, that's fine. I just don't understand why you then bring the head with you. Maybe 
maybe it's a talisman. Maybe it can use it as protection. I don't know, but I was I was going to take that hit. Okay. Do you think there's a bowling alley? What? Is Do you think there's a bowling alley somewhere? Why did you say bowling? Well, no. Well, she was holding a round object, but you know. <laughs> Uh, rich people, I've heard that they have all sorts of stuff in their houses, like movie theaters, and, so and the some have bowling, bowling alleys. Alley. Maybe if we go over to the person who owns the, the, the big house on the other side, the mayor, whoever, maybe they've got a bowling alley. 19th century bowling alley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it tracks. We should get there. Like, are we trying to go through the cemetery? Is that, yeah. Are, are, so you're going to, your plan is to right now go directly to the mayor's house? To the big, the big mansion on the street. What, what, what's in between yes. that? Right, 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 so, the... I mean, you, you had been working your way down the right side of the street, which yeah. would be which next. Um, but you can cut straight across the street if you think you can avoid uh, mm -hmm. the townsfolk. You can cut through the cemetery, or you can cut back around towards Gravelhurst Station, which is the long way around. But you could do it. What time of day is it? It's getting on there now. Yeah, definitely like mid afternoon. <clears throat> All right. Set. Is is there? I, I can't remember the description. Is there a fence uh, around? Like, is the mayor's house a broken house fence? There's a oh. broken fence around the cemetery. Oh, cemetery. The, the big house is not fenced. No. Okay. All right. Well, do we want to cut through the cemetery or go back the way we came? Hmm. Through the cemetery. Sounds oh. good. And Neb starts walking. All right. Um, as you're going around the back, you go behind the church. Um, the church is lovely. It's got this beautiful stained glass, very simple cross in the cupola up at the top. Uh, hey. <laughs> you do see quite a few more townsfolk, you know, sitting. Uh, one is leaning up against the side of the church. Um, you know, another is around the side, you know, sort of sitting in the, the uh, garden at the edge there. Um, as you come around to the cemetery, keeping your distance. The fence is very weathered, just falling down, uh, very easy to get past into the cemetery. Now, it's not a huge cemetery. Um, definitely, you know, sort of adjacent to the church. It would have been just locals here. No mausoleums or anything, just uh, probably two dozen going on 30 sort of simple stones. Simple um, I want to take a look at the headstones and see if there are any names that jump Ooh, out at us. Idea. Yeah, as... Um, Give me, yeah, give me an investigation check for that. Can I help a little bit with that? Because I'm Absolutely. looking for like the telltale signs of a hand reaching out, <laughs> you know, just That's ready awesome. to go. So. Okay. Uh, so wait, what was your investigation then, Maeve? Uh, it's already a 21. Okay. And then what is your investigation, or sorry, your uh, intelligence bonus? Plus three. Plus three, so we're at 24. Um, so the two of you kind of walking around looking together, um, you, you know, you see a lot of, old-fashioned names you might have seen you might see a warren you know some names that are kind of familiar from some of the things you've heard about hollowvale um but no names from the train or from your own pasts or anything like that um a lot of these stones are just very weathered you know it's hard even to read many of them um, um go how ahead. About, is charles tibbet in there charles tibbet is not in there no okay charles um, so, uh, the, I'll say the main thing you're looking at is you, you, you get around to all of these different headstones. Um, there's one that's very, very old, cracked down the middle, almost impossible to read. It's at the way farthest back of the, the cemetery, um, really beautiful spot, like right by the river where it's just sort of gliding by, uh, gently in the background. Um, 
all the way to, you know, the newest looking stones, which are up towards the front, um, where you can still read most of the names. Um, you know, it's all covered in snow, so you can't really tell, you know, age of things that way. But this is, this is you know, fairly active cemetery for a number of years. And no uh, bodies anywhere that we need no to No bodies in the cemetery. I look back at everyone. Apparently, irony is not dead. I guess they all are out in the town because they crawled out of these or something. I mean, I don't know if this is creepier though. The creepier, like it's creepier that we don't see any here, don't you think? Is the ground? Um, I mean, all of this is creepy. Is, mm. Like, does it look like things have climbed out? The, <laughs> the snow the is undisturbed. Nothing. The only un footprints are your own. Okay. Um, on that crack, and there's on that cracked, very old mm -hmm. stone. Is there anything? Um, I mean, like looking at the, the crack in the stone, is there anything wedged in it or is there anything? Can I can we make out anything in the writing? I know it's pretty. You can make out nothing down. in the writing. Um, it's cracked. The other half of it has fallen down on the ground. The only thing that you notice is that off to one side made out of stone is like a little stone vase that's attached to it where normally, you know, someone would come and leave flowers. Um, this is empty. It's just got a mm -hmm. few dried leaves in it. However, Feruza. You see beautiful, fresh blooms within that face. She sort of looks around at, at the this dilapidated cemetery and looks at the others to see if they notice. You guys! And she's gonna run over and 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 pick up this this little bouquet and, and turn to you guys with this excited look on her face. And if you look close up, you can almost see a tear. You all see her holding sticks and leaves. <laughs> you guys, this is a sign. You know why you're going, you're doing the, the, the dowsing rod. You're looking for water there. No, listen, listen, listen. She comes, she goes, Maeve, this is a sign. She shoves the sticks like in your face. Like, this is a sign. Listen. Sticks? What What are you doing? This is, this is a posy. My, okay. My middle name is Josephine. My father used to call me Posy. Posy of Flowers, get it? Oh, this is definitely, we were definitely supposed to be here. That's a lovely. Well, I knew one of us would crack at some point. What? Neva's, Neva's going to walk up to you and very gently, like, T take hold of one of the sticks not pull it out of your hands but like take hold mm. and say that, that, that's a lovely story were these and she's gonna like rub the stick in her hand and very very slowly the stick is going to turn into a posy as she just she almost like pulls it out a little bit and just stares at it in her hands as it turns green and a mm -hmm. flower blooms at the top of it. I guess it, I guess it was a posy. This is the best, like, this is actually the sign that I think I needed to keep going. Dad, I know you're looking out for us here. Right. Okay, you guys, we should definitely keep going. However, however, I want to find the shard as much as anybody else here, but let me tell you something, digging up graves is where I draw the line. <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm, I'm with Nobody you there. Nobody wants to dig up a grave. I don't know where that came from. And I'm going to hand... I mean, we're going to look for something. If we're going to look in this place, but 
Oh, yeah. I'm sure that the masochist oh. put the shard in the grave somewhere. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Well, if that happens, then we'll let you sit that one out, but it, it should be okay. And I'm I'll put the posy back in with your bundle of sticks and say, well, you and she's going to like yeah, one now secure it. Like, happily. do you want to put them back where they came from in the, the falls over there? It's. Oh, no. Maeve, don't you see? We're in this decrepit place with these zombies and out of nowhere, a posy, a beautiful book, tiny bouquet of flowers appears. Don't you think that's some sort of a, a message? Hey, hey, listen, because we're not talking about this plainly right now. I just want to make sure that I'm not the one losing it. Like, that was not a posy until Neb touched it. I mean, everybody saw that, right? No, you just had a bundle of sticks, but I figured something about it just made me want to... Just made me want to I mean, yeah, that was, that was really magical. Very, very neat, but... Um, well, what are you, what are you talking? This is a, a bundle of sticks, and she's going to procure it to you guys. Yeah. Make sure you're like, hello... To you, Feroza, it is, yeah, it is the most obvious thing in the world. These are beautiful, beautiful flowers. And and the only thing puzzling to you is how how do they exist and thrive? And how are they so fresh and lovely in this remote, strange place? Feroza, I don't know what you're seeing. Maybe it's because if this is meant for you, maybe you're seeing something else. But all I'm seeing until I made the one was just some sticks. I'm holding a bundle of sticks. That's what the the five of four of you. How many are standing here? That's what the four of you were telling me. That this um, is a bundle of sticks. And one posy. That was formerly a stick. That was formerly a stick. But I, I can see them. I can smell them. I can taste them. But I can. You you ate the flower. It's worse than nasturtium. You can eat nasturtium, but this isn't nasturtium. No. This is this sticks. This is sticks. Do you, I'm going to look around. Are there places for a flower pots next to other graves or just this one? Just this one. That was really fun. I want to try that again. And Neb is going to rub her hands together and walk up to where that vase is. Uh -huh. And she's going to think about those posies and what Feruza is seeing and what she did with the one stick. And as she rubs her hands together, another one just mm -hmm. appears and she's going to put it into the vase. She's like, oh, all right. I didn't know I could do this. So this is fun. And then posy, posy. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just going to keep putting posies all into right, the power vase. Power. <laughs> <laughs> That's and then it's like halfway through is going to be like, uh, let me try tulip. Uh, and she's just going to keep making flowers. Hey, hey, do you think you can just make any mirror shards? No. Yeah, I couldn't. Feruza, what yeah. does it mean to you that Neb is creating posies? I mean, first she's she's really concerned with the fact that her friends don't see this like little yeah. bouquet of flowers that you know. I mean, the, the fact that it's a posy and the fact that that's sort of like a nickname, Josephine. It's like she's in her she's sort of in her head, but she's seeing Neb like trying to make it better by creating flowers, but she's. A little like she she's just concerned. Okay. Uh, she's not upset that Neb is making flowers because she sees what Neb is trying to do. But yeah. at the same time, she's she's gonna like. I mean, while Neb is bouncing around making flowers, she's gonna Fruz is gonna like scoot over and like tap Robin on the shoulder. Robin. Mm -hmm. 
Can I ask you a question? I want you to answer me honestly. Of course, dear. What do you see when I, when I hand this out to you? No joking, no lying. What do you see? Let me answer that through the lens of my Polaroid. And I'm gonna step back and I'm gonna take a picture mm -hmm. of Feruza with the sticks. Oh, that's gonna... awesome. And I let it develop. Feruza, as you look at the photograph, you're merely holding sticks. And you guys just see Feruza's face, like just read, and you've never seen this much confusion in her face. You know, she's looking at the sticks that look like flowers and looking at the picture. The bouquet that you're holding begins to wilt, blackening, turning into sludge and slime within your hands, crawling, sliding down your fingers, dripping onto the ground below you. And she's just literally gonna go, ah, drop everything and run. Where do you run, okay. Frieza? <laughs> um, direction. She's gonna go. What's, what's and literally just take off um, through. Like if we're at the, are we at the entrance to the cemetery? Or you guys are at the back. You're way at the back by the river. We're by the river. She just wants like she's completely overtaken yeah. by like she's sad about what just happened. She feels, there's a part of her that feels like everyone's making fun of her mm. or laughing at her. And um, she's distressed by the fact that this thing just did like disappeared. She doesn't believe anything anymore. Like some, like she's like, something is happening. And she's like, starts screaming and she's crying. And I want her to run, like she's not really thinking. So she sort of mm -hmm. just takes off. Do you want, we, we can roll a dice and find okay. out. Yeah, do you want to do that? All right, I'm gonna call that east. All right, um, yeah, you take off into the woods. Rosa, You sprint across the, the river, which is fairly shallow here, just off into the woods. Uh, you don't have to go very far, but you just get some space from where this is. As you do, and the tears start streaming down your face, every single one pierces, it feels like, like glass is pouring out of your eyes um, as you run off into the woods. Do, do we follow? I, I don't know. What is this now? Like, I thought we were here for a mirror shard. Like, well, now what, I'm, what, what's now with we're... all these delays? Delays? This is Feruza and Nebula. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, she needs follow? to pull her act together. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Feruza, as you're standing just on the other side of this water, you know, kind of in the trees, trying to feel at peace with this painful tears coming down your face. <laughs> Neb, you run up behind her, again, having run across the shallow of this river. What would you like to do? Hey, Feruza, are you okay? Feruza's like on her knees, sort of mm. doing, you see her doing like this to her face and her glasses are falling to the ground. And she's like, Neb, Neb, there's something coming out of my eyes. I can't, I can't see. And when you, and then she's gonna look up at you and her eyes are dark, dark, dark blue. And she's just gonna stop. Well, he used to sing to me, you know, that old song. What was it again? 
ring around the rosy pocket full of posies. No, he didn't sing that. Not my eyes. And she's just screaming and like these like like she's sort of like sort of scratching at her face. Veruza, gonna... as you scratch at your face, you bring your fingers away and they're covered in blood. <laughs> do I see oh that? God. You do not. What is happening? I'm gonna kneel down in front of her and like put my hands on the side of her face and go. <laughs> no, don't touch me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but what what your eyes are dark. What do you need? Neb? Yeah? Why are you looking at me like that? Don't look because... at me like that. Don't look at me. But I'm worried about you. Silas has started to walk up slowly. Like, and okay. whenever he gets there at any point here, he's just going to say, we're looking at you like that because daylight is wasting. and We have a job. Why are you making the faces at me, though? Because I'm frustrated. Silas, Feroza, I'm, I want you to be okay. And you're obviously not. And I don't know what to do to help. That's the face I'm trying to make. If I'm making another face, then I'm failing at faces. My eyes hurt. I don't know. Okay. Neb, would you like to make an insight check into what Feroza needs? I would love to, because Neb is lost uh it's a i have a plus five i'd love you to roll that okay well we're gonna we're gonna tell because we're gonna tell feruza or we're gonna tell alicia and alicia is gonna let you know with a plus five is a 16 feruza what does neb sense about what you need okay you see her like sort of crying in her eyes and since you so you wrote such a, a good insight you seem to remember that every time feruza goes through something you, she sort of moves her, like a moves to rub her eyes. She's always focused. She's always, whenever, whenever you've seen, cause you, you've seen her since the beginning when she first started spouting nonsense. And every time she did. Oh no. She disappeared. <gasps> she just left. Oh <laughs> left no. And wondering. Oh, she's so good at leaving um, at the right time. Well, she is. So really, Can we get on with it now? <laughs> oh. While, while they're off in yes. the woods, yes. I want to turn to, to Robin and say, Something's one second, Silas. Oh, okay. yes. I noticed right away there was something wrong with Silas. The hat? She's... Well, not just the hat. He's impatient and he's rude. And I mean... It's more than usual, so we need to do something. Okay, we're, we're gonna hop back. There. Sorry to hop real quick right back to Alicia. So you were in the middle <laughs> of your extraordinary. But yes, you were saying that you notice that every time this happens that you are rubbing at your eye. Yeah, she's always, always going for her eyes, which is, and you, you notice the color of her eyes, but you also mm -hmm. notice that she's been, yeah, been a little off, but she is sort of favoring her eye. Feroza, I, do you, do you have something in your eye? Maybe you're, something's irritated your eye? And Neb is going to take off her gloves and grab some snow and just mm. warm it up in her hands so that it starts to drip and say, do, do you want to, maybe you got something in your eye and that's that's what's going on. At least you just keep rubbing at your eyes. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about either. I just want to help and you just keep rubbing at your eyes. 
They seem irritated. You were talking just now about how it hurts. What do you want me to do? So, so what? Can I like magically heal you or something? Like, well, I, I, don't I know, seem like, to remember are, are in science. Are you like hurt? I seem to remember in science class when you're when you get something in your eye and they have those little eye washing stations that you're <laughs> supposed to put your. I don't have one of those, but well, we got a liver right there. Hand where mm. it's dripping water. Mm. Okay. Can't hurt, right? Okay. <laughs> so. Along with that insight, please do not melt snow and splash it in your eyes. (laughs) As as you you didn't do very well in science class, as you take in this knowledge that she, you know, she has been playing in her eyes. There's also just this. What you've already, I think, noticed just in your, you know, in your own observations, a loneliness and an emptiness to Feruza that you're not used to. And as Feruza allows you to come closer to her face, you know, with this, this water, um, you just get the sense that she needs comfort. I'm going to, I'm still holding up bunches of snow, melting it in one hand, and I'll reach down as though to grab some more snow, but come back up with a posy in my other hand. I saw what you did with that posy before. You made it turn into like this creature or slimy thing that crawled down my arm. You did that. Uh, didn't you? No. If, if I did, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I was just, you were so happy with the flowers. I thought maybe you'd like another flower. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh. And she's gonna, Frieza's gonna reach out and take the flower from Neb. Thank you. Yeah. Is, do you wanna try, you said you, your eyes hurt. Do you wanna try, maybe there's something in there that's been bugging you? I mean, I know if I had something that was bugging me, I'd get upset. And Teresa's just, she's looking at Neb like suspiciously, like okay. never before, just like, what are you talking about? Who are you? Sort of look on her face. And she's going to lean in toward Neb, but like waiting for Neb to do something messed up so she can take her axe out and swing at her. <laughs> and I'll just stay very still, holding dripping water in my hand, letting you make the move, essentially. So Silas. Silas, Maeve, just, and Robin, you're all watching this sort of standoff between the two. Go ahead, Adam. I, I, I just wanted to ask, like, Silas is definitely watching, like, does he see that she's grabbing at her axe or anything? Uh, I mean, Alicia, or Feruza, uh, you have it in your hand? Yeah, she's, I mean, she, she, she's going to attack that. Right. And, and <laughs> Silas is definitely going to um, start moving closer and um i am going to attempt to uh you know ready in action if feruza makes any kind of hostile movement towards Neb. okay i just want to clarify something so i know where everybody is i have robin and mave still in the graveyard yep and then silas feruza and neb are in the forest yes about probably about 50 feet away just across the river okay i didn't realize we were that close okay cool yeah 
And you know it is okay. Peru's eyes are still. They're like, in fact, they're the they're bluest black, almost like jet blue black midnight blue at this point. Nab, That's have you ever seen the old Yeller? Like, I mean, we got something weird going on here. You might want to take a few steps back. Uh, Silas, I'm not moving away from my friend. Well, what are you talking about, Silas? It's your funeral. I don't know. Like, why don't, why don't you put down the axe? Or, like I said, we need to get back to work here. Or you hold on to the axe because that's yours. And if it's going to bring you comfort, that's fine. What's going to bring me comfort is getting home and getting this damn shard and getting out of this stupid place. <laughs> um, can yes. Maeve and Robin kind of get an idea of what's going on over there at all from where, how far it's we are? It's definitely, it's a weird standoff. So Ooh. from where you are, you can see Feruza standing, holding her ax at the ready, uh, you know, very tension all throughout her body. Neb is down looking up at her, holding up a fist of, of slowly, you know, melting snow as her other hand holds this tiny little flower up as well towards Veruza, but they both seem sort of locked in this moment as Silas is standing there, you know, also a little bit tense, maybe maybe shifting his weight, something like that, so you can tell that he's, he's at the ready. It feels very much like any false move would send this in the wrong direction. We need to do something. We need to do something, Maeve. Hey, Veruza? Did you say something? You know, I love you, right? You. Yeah. I tried to say you love me. Yeah. Just like you said the other night before we went to bed. Fruza, make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, I didn't get to my. Ooh, I'll do it over here. <laughs> Can Robin also ready in action? She's yes. gonna make a move if 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 that axe starts coming down, that is gonna be the spark of her move. Great. Okay. Thirteen. A thirteen. Mm -hmm. There's a small, small crack, Veruza, in the grip of this whatever this is. The tiniest little crack. The last time you can remember being told that you were loved. That memory seeps back into your brain, but there's something trying to push it away within you. But there is a moment where it seems to clear and even I'll offer Neb, you see her eyes go a little bit paler and then kind of cloud in around themselves again. Yeah, so yeah, yeah last night, you know, it's only been a couple days, but it was like, um, we were talking about, it feels like you've all become family, right? And, and you said you loved me before you left and it felt, it felt really nice. And so, yeah. Yeah. I always had to wait on my family too. I'm just locked with Feruza, mm -hmm. not paying attention to anything mm -hmm. else. And you can see Neb's eyes are now starting to fill with tears because she could she has no idea why, but you seem like you're in so much pain and that something is wrong. And she is, it's obvious that she's just has no idea why. And she just wants to help. And Fruza seeing Neb's tears. She brings up her ax, like, 
Okay, two ready to action. I'm ready. <laughs> and her hand is like shaking because she's convinced Neb has done something to her again. Do you begin crying yourself? What'd you say? Do you begin to cry yourself? Yes. Another wisdom saving throw for me then. Yeah. <laughs> well, natural or, or just dirty? Yeah, either it's way. Nice. Dirty like twenty. Right, it's right here. Now. It's closed. It's like inches away. You see both. I mean, everyone is like, <gasps> freeze. As Neb, you're looking. The tears streaming down your cheek. Feruza, as the tears begin to streak down yours, you feel the most incredible pain in that one eye. You take five. <clears throat> piercing damage. But Neb, you quite literally see a speck of white dislodge with a tear as it streaks down her face, onto her chin, down her neck, and drip into the snow. Feruza, you drop your axe as the tension ricochets through your body and you drop to your knees, your eyes returning. And she's like, so in the dirt, wherever they are, she's sort of like on one knee. <laughs> and I'll drop to my knees in front of you as well, but I'm still not touching you because <laughs> you'd said no. So she's just there. Yeah. You did, you had something in your eye. I saw it. Did you, did you see that? Oh, wait. Where are we right, uh, right now? Um, we're in the cemetery, right? Will we? Well, we're in a forest right now because you just ran out of the cemetery. Yeah. Wait. And Ruth, she's just going to stand up right then and go, wait a minute, wait a minute. What, where? Oh, God, I'm all dirty. Where's my. What are you. What? what are you okay? You, you don't look okay. Do you see any posies? Posies? You see the one that. Neb is holding. There's one right here. Do you want a posy, Silas? No, absolutely. I'll make you one. Not. I'll absolutely make you one if you want. I don't <laughs> Or I another flower. I don't know. I'll make all the flowers. Guys, we really should not be playing around in this. Yeah, can we stop with the patty cake and get back to what we're supposed to be doing here? All right. Our Peruza's eyes yeah, still dark? Totally normal. No, her <laughs> eyes are normal. Uh, yeah, she seems completely different than before. Um, I think, Peruza, there's probably an inkling for you that something pretty special happened here with Neb, yeah. but you don't have to love like that or you know you can choose how you feel about that. But there's 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 a part of you that just kind of goes, oh, something happened here. Yeah, she's sort of like, the, yeah. like there's like a shudder, sort of mm. like the Feruza in her is like, shut down the feelings, you know, shut down whatever <laughs> feelings you have that you're feeling, just get back to work. That's the uh -huh. Feruza in her. That, uh -huh. you know, and she's sort of aware that, but I think there's part of her that's also afraid to ask what happened. <laughs> and she sort of looks at Ned and she's like, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm, I'm, I'm just worried. Do you feel? Everybody's okay. 
Everybody's okay. Can we can we move on? Do you remember what happened in the last couple of minutes? If I'm honest, I feel I feel a little uh like I haven't slept in a few weeks or days. I feel a little worn down for some reason. Yeah, okay. I think it's I don't I mean, yeah, that's how I feel. Well, okay. as long as you feel better, that's that's all I care about. Nev wipes her own tears off of her cheeks, mm -hmm. and you both get back to your feet. Silas I'm... starts to walk back to Maeve and Robin, like, <laughs> okay. first and the like, other briskly. One. He's like, all right, I think it's over with. We can get back on with this. I don't get up, but as they okay. start to leave, I want to look down. Yes where whatever this was that came out of her face dropped and do i see it you can give me a perception check it is lots of snow i know uh <laughs> let me let me give it a try she's got to try she's gonna get a 13 but gonna she's gonna get 13 as you reach down there's a there's a small part of you that's hesitant to put your hands where yeah, this I, might be. I don't think she'd be actually okay. like digging. I think okay. she's just hardcore looking for this thing. No clue. Uh, you what, what not even an indent where the a 13. She said not even a, a warm indent where the warm tears dropped into the she, she does see a almost like um uh, almost like a gust of wind, but like mm -hmm. a uh just quick like it's almost like the snow got swept by something okay. invisible. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, so as you're looking and trying to spot this thing, it becomes even more difficult as this 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 gust of wind sort of moves the top layer of snow. Maybe we should get out of here. Yeah, Neb? Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and I'm going to put my gloves back on. And okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's She's go. She's going to stand up and help sort of help Neb up and just out of nowhere just give Neb this big hug and she doesn't even know why she does it she just gives Neb this huge like hug and she's like let's go back and join the others and get out of here and there's like the briefest of moments in where Neb freezes because she's been so careful about not touching you and then she's just gripped onto you like I'm so glad you're better I don't know what happened that was that was scary I'm glad you're I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> and to Maven Robin, Silas, like, yeah, I guess they're best friends now. Are we going to go into this? <laughs> Silas is getting really impatient. Let's. Yeah, yeah. Join him back. Maybe, maybe, okay. Maybe we're back Fancy. To the train. You can yeah. tell me how I got in the middle of the forest here. All right. If the three of you start to head up, towards mm -hmm. the house, Maeve and uh, Robin, you're welcome to hang back and follow if there's more that you wanted to discuss. Maybe if we punch him really hard on the shoulder. Don't, don't tempt me. <laughs> and I'll just, I'll just, Wait, who, who, who are we talking about? Nothing, dear. <laughs> All right. Just walk on. So you are making your way to the largest house is the yeah. idea. All right. You get to it. It is still falling apart as all of these buildings are, but it is standing. Um, there is a door uh, at the back, very similar to the boarding house. Um, there are some steps going up into the back of the house. There's an old you know, cellar door off to the side. Uh, this one is not locked. There's no um, you know, uh, padlock on it. Um, you know, this, this, uh, 
basically an old Victorian gingerbread house. There are some, you know, bodies in the alleyway next to it. In fact, this is where that uh, horse-drawn carriage is. And there's, you know, three people, two people in the carriage and one person sitting up top, um, you know, at the reins. Is there a horse? There's not a horse, no. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay. That would be fun. Ask. I should have done that, but uh, I'm ask. not prepared. The horse, the horse is inside sitting at the table. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, well then, if you were a mirror shard hanging out in a rich person's house, where would you be? Inside the grandfather clock. <laughs> That's one place to look if there is one. But also, I would say that um, there's got to be some kind of secret room in here because rich people love that stuff. They do. Because I'm not going to lie, I have three in my house. (laughs) Back in our our actual world. Where do your secret passages go? Well, to like stuff, like lots of shelves of collectibles. One of them leads to the comic vault. One of them leads to the uh, arena, which is where I have my basketball court. And then the other one leads into like, uh, you know, the action figures, uh, statuettes, all all those kind of collectibles. A secret passage to uh, a basketball court is actually even better than a bowling alley. (laughs) I have to admit, that's really cool. I was worried he was going to say he had a secret passage to like a room of ill repute or something like that. But I'm proud of you, Silas. Well, I mean, yeah, definitely nothing like that. I'm a fan of many things, not a fan of any of that. But um, I will say that, um, you know, with with all of that, uh, the thing is, we're never going to make it back there. So what? um, What do you mean we're never going to make it back there, Silas? Listen, this is like I don't know if we're picking up on this or not, but this is a one way trip. And I think that we're trying to recover these shards is just about us filling our time before we meet our inevitable demise. What else is life? So make it count. There you go. Well, I mean, let's get Nietzsche up in here. It it matters to Ivy, doesn't it? Uh, Yeah, I mean, we might be able to save her. But I mean, honestly, even if if that is going to work, because I don't think we've had this explicitly laid out anywhere. All I know is we need the shards because we've decided we need the shards. But if that does save her, then that is fantastic. But there are just so many possibilities that have to actually align. The stars have to align just perfectly. So then why don't you just sit down and quit? No, but because, because I'm no. bored. I'm bored with this conversation. Why are we not trying to find the shard right now? Because we're talking? We I'm just saying, like, let's go. And Silas kind of uh, okay. starts to, to walk forward how, however he can try to get inside. That yep, house. the back door is right there. Yep. Uh, you get to it. It's not locked. Step in. <laughs> Open in. It is a, indeed like the other one, a kitchen at the back here. Um, <clears throat> this one, there is an animatronic woman right by the uh, stove. This is a much nicer house. This animatronic woman is dressed a little bit more like maybe staff of this home. Um, and uh, she you know, has like a frying pan and, an, and a spatula with a fake egg on it. And she's... Mm-hmm flipping the egg and you immediately begin to hear just little strains of, of music and, and uh, sound throughout this uh, house. As again, the speakers in the corner begin to make noise. Oh, here we go again. 
well, at least these rooms look a lot better <laughs> than the general store in the last, you know, times we went through. You know, it's not as creepy for sure. Well, so far there's no zombies, which helps. Definitely. Is Silas acting weird to you guys? Yes. I, I'm standing right here. Hi, Silas. <laughs> Wait, I, I'm confused uh, because I thought you went into the house and we were still outside. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I thought uh, Alicia went in because she was describing that it looked better in there. Um, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, Silas stepped into the kitchen. Alicia, did you, I mean, Firza, did you follow it, it, It's him? okay. Yeah, she I didn't we like. Okay. We well, that's fine. Together. Well, we'll offer this. Silas, you stepped into the kitchen. Firuza, you peeked your head in and okay. then went back down the stairs to... If you, if you were trying to be more secretive about that, we'll offer that, that, yeah. that you took that extra <laughs> yeah. step. So Silas, you are alone in the house. Uh, the four of you are down at the bottom of these steps. Um, I was not far from you, 15 feet, if that. I, I would say that Neb would have followed and okay. probably not come back. Okay, so Neb is inside with Silas, Feruza, Robin, and Maeve. You are having this conversation in the snow out the back. I mean, did, let me ask you a question. I, you know, I, I've been having these blackouts before, whatever. Did I miss something? Did Silas find something that says or some sort of foretelling that this is our like one-way trip? Where did he get that? Woke up on the wrong side of the bed, perhaps. But he is acting weird, right? This is not typical. Yeah, it's not just me. I think maybe we just focus on finding the shard, getting out of here, back to the train, maybe give him a shower, he'll feel better or something. Let's just, That's true. Let's just keep moving forward. Okay. By the way, right. maybe are you alive? Yeah. What? Rosa, you yeah. all right? Yeah. You sure? You're not gonna go running off again? Man, I, I, honestly, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm actually believing everything you guys said because I had, the last thing I remember was being in the, the, the back of the cemetery and I sort of ended up, so I assumed it's some sort of blackout and related to those blackout things that I was having. I'm hoping that whatever happened over there will be the end of it. I I don't know. All right. But I, yeah, I, I believe you. I'm, I'm, I do know something that happened. I just don't know what, but I do feel good now. I mean, I actually feel rested. Now, I don't know why you're giving me a weird look again. Just, just what? A lot of people acting strange, frankly. We're gonna have to have a talk when we get back to the train. We think we have to be, we have to protect ourselves more against something in this place or some things or something. I don't know. All right, Silas and Neb, you're in the kitchen. As they continue to talk out back, where would you guys like to go? What would you like to do? Well, do you think Miss Robin's right that we should look for a grandfather clock? I was thinking bathrooms, but maybe that's too pedantic. I mean, maybe we just ransack the entire place. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. We should probably be a little careful in case we come across one of those zombies again, but yeah. I mean, oh, we've dispatched the... all of those so far. Yeah, but you had to jump in front of me to take the brunt of one of them. And I'd like you to not have to do that again. Thank you for that, by the way. Um, I'll start just kind of, we're here in the kitchen. Carefully, yeah. Yeah, I mean, under these, Neb is under the assumption there's not a zombie in the cupboard. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So gotcha. as long as she's not zombie seeing active dead bodies or yes. animatronics, she's going to start opening up the 
just looking, just looking yeah. for anything. Start looking through things. Yeah. Um, yeah, everything here is very, very fake. Um, you know, a lot of false fronts, but it has been really nicely restored. Um, in this space, the, the sound overhead is still mostly kind of kitchen noises and things like that. Um, uh, but you're, uh, you know, you're getting the, intent, the impression that this is this is very much just a diorama of a space, not a lot of original, um, you know, materials here beyond the furniture and the the, the building itself. Um, looking through again, there's a door going straight out towards the front of the house where there's the beautiful vestibule. Um, you see a swinging door that you're fairly sure will head into a dining room of some kind. You see a pantry in very much the same location that the was at the boarding house. Um, Looking forward into the threshold, uh, you do not see any figures. I'll open up one of the cabinets that just mm -hmm. has like nothing in it. This is false. <laughs> and I'll look back at Silas and go, well, it might actually be pretty easy to look through this place, I guess. It's pretty empty. That's what that's what I'm thinking. And uh, Silas kind of steps forward at this point. And yeah. is this a place with shelves and uh, cabinets? Yeah, all kinds okay, of things. Yeah. So uh, Silas is going to essentially just as much as he can at one time uh and he's just going to keep repeating it he's going mm -hmm. to just start s slamming open any cabinets um like very um just as efficiently like he uh -huh. was uh -huh. literally ransacking a home which he probably has done at least uh -huh. a few times in his past uh-huh um yeah pretty much everything's empty um, you know, you're seeing backs of cabinets, uh, you know, there are some things that have been, you know, that are plastic or empty cartons and things that have been placed as decoration around this space. But this is, this is a very facade kind of a room right here. This kitchen. The, the first time you do that, Neb ducks. <laughs> but then kind of getting into the spirit of it and knowing what you're doing, she's, she's now into it. And finally, she's going to say, this seems like one of the rooms that people would just walk through maybe we need to find a room that wasn't on the public tour yeah this ain't it like okay. i said it's probably a secret room somewhere and uh <laughs> silas is looking for candlesticks uh-huh um you know uh sconces you know okay. any, anything on the wall I mean, he's, <laughs> okay. he's just gonna telekinetically okay. he's just gonna walk by calmly and like start okay. telekinetically trying to twist things cool are the rest of you Nate's joining? gonna follow yeah. Fo yeah head in and go might we never have him over <laughs> actually so, i don't know make that much of, of a difference so this, this is kind of fun <laughs> So as uh, you all come in through the back and start to see, you know, again, like a ghost has been here and, you know, you turn away and suddenly oh, all the little cabinets, it's very sixth sense. Um, all the cabinets are open. Uh, as Silas, you begin to sort of moving towards the front of the house into the vestibule. Yes. As you move into that vestibule and you get up towards the front, there are some books, but as you pull them off the shelves, they're false fronts. So it, it's literally like these are, these are, you know, open cardboard things that just look like books on the side. Uh, the sconces, if they twist, they don't seem to do anything. As you move forward towards the front of the house and look to the right, you see a lovely parlor and sitting room where two figures stand, um, a, a man and a woman. Um, they're in very, you know, fancy 19th century dress. Um, she is sort of standing there, sort of looking out the window very pleasantly uh, while he sits to the side and, and uh, kind of, you know, looks over his kingdom out the window. And as you get there, the loudspeakers begin to blare once again. And, uh, Mayor Hawkins, are you going to go first? Oh, well, no, Silas, just as soon as he sees yeah. that, Silas is going to like throw his hand up like that. Okay. And then he does a number two 
and he points to the parlor and it, it, it's like he has no idea that nobody knows what any of that stuff means but he is like he is accurately signaling gotcha. as, as as one would out, out in the field Maeve actually might Maeve might <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah so meanwhile I'll uh, offer that out there yeah Neb will look over at Robin and say uh, you said you were a sign language interpreter what did that mean I, I saw rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know why we'd be playing that now. Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, over the uh, loudspeakers, you hear, Mayor Hawkins had this house built when the mine was a thriving enterprise. But after the business went belly up, it remained empty until Julian Corbin, the steel magnate, moved in with his lovely young bride. Little is known about the goings on during this time in the Hawkins house, except that the lovebirds also abandoned the home in time, possibly due to a devastating fire that seemed to have charred the master bedroom to a crisp. Decades later, the Northern Heritage Line and the museum took ownership of the property. Much has been done to preserve the historical nature of the home. Unfortunately, the fire damage to the master bedroom was too severe. If you would like to make a donation towards its restoration, please speak to your conductor. Or you can send a check or money order to the Northland Heritage <laughs> Preservation Society at 46 Wyler Lane, Gravelhurst. Mayor Hawkins had this house built in the mind of it, and it continues to repeat on a S Silas again is trying to find like he is looking now for like wiring or anything that he can just try to like make it stop. You were able to make it stop. It screeches. Oh no, terrible static as you finally, you know, pull the wires out from the back of the loudspeakers. Uh the animatronics in this room that were just sort of you know, fairly still, but any of their movement also comes to a stop with that. I want to give those animatronics a good look. Yeah, come on over. Yeah, give me an investigation. I want to take a look at what these, these folks look like. Yeah. Uh, 16. 16. So based on their dress and hairstyles, you're pretty sure this is like mid-19th century, not early 20th. So this okay. is probably, you know, Mayor Stephen Hawkins, Hawkins Mayor Hawkins and his wife or, you know, whoever lived here with him, not Julian necessarily. Um, uh, they are pretty rudimentary. They look really good from a distance, but the closer you get, the more you realize that like, they probably have both have the same face. They just put a beard on him oh, and some lipstick on her. Um, you know, this is, it's a pretty rinky, rinky dink operation um, here. Uh, but the clothing looks authentic to you. Okay. As you're looking at it, it looks like it, it either might be the real thing or at least a really excellent replica. Okay. And have we, now that we've seen a couple of the zombies mm -hmm. up close, they are, what era um, clothing were they wearing? So uh, the woman, the zombie that you fought at the boarding house, she looked like these guys. But as you think back on it now, the one in the general store seemed a bit more modern to you, more turn of the century. That gentleman. So I don't know about any of you, but there was a room on the train that was destroyed by fire that is the one that we need to get into. And now there's a room in this house. We that need to destroyed. get to that master bedroom. That, for yeah. Sure. Yeah. I think that's. Then finish what she was saying. There. <laughs> no, it's, that's, that's basically what I was it's saying. I think, I, I think. Like we already knew what she was saying. So is that in this house or in the, I'm confused. Are we in the mayor's house or Julie's <laughs> house? 
<laughs> both. Both. It sounded like this was the mayor's house, it, and mm-hmm. then Julian Corbin and his bride right. came here, and then there oh. was the fire. Yeah. Yeah. All so right. To the master right. bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Robin's gonna start climbing the stairs. All right, as you begin to walk up the stairs, um, you come into the, the the sort of hallway at the top of the stairs, and it is really clear down at the other side of this hallway. You see shard trim and molding work around a door that is just blackened with soot and burn. Um, There is tape and iron bars across this doorway with a big sign that says, do not enter unstable. However, standing stock still in the center of the room is a man. Hmm. I know not a look animatronic or... Robin's up there. Robin, would you like to make an investigation? Yes. Uh, Peeking in just just quietly. Mm -hmm. From where you are. It's a 18. An 18. Um, Even from this distance, you can see that uh, some of the flesh off the hand is gone and you're seeing bone. Uh, some of the hair on its head is hanging limply, falling off. You can even see some of it on the ground uh, at its feet. Um, it is absolutely still, um, but this does not feel fake to you. Robin immediately just does the same thing that Silas did. I'm going to say it's holding a, a candlestick in oh, one hand. It stands there shoot. at the ready holding a candlestick. Yeah, rock, paper, just... scissors? What? Oh, uh, so we got one of them up there. And si- Silas is definitely like. He just said he there were two in there. The master bedroom as well. Like wh- wherever that route is. The master bedroom is directly across down the hall past this thing. Past this thing. Yes. Yeah. This um, thing is, is standing is in the any... middle of the hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, in the middle of the hall. The mi- there's a hallway. This is not in a room. Okay. No. So she's just got to the top of the stairs, looked down the hallway with all the doors on it. It's very clear that at the far end of the hall is this burnt up, charred up room. And in the hallway between you and it. Is- How wide okay, is the I thought it was in the room too. Ooh, it's like a five, like four or five foot wide okay. hallway. Uh, yeah, Robin's just going to turn to Silas. Not in the room, sorry. In the, in the hallway. <laughs> okay. What, what should we do? Do we just... What do you do? I mean, we, ju- we just kill it and get it out of the way. Like, the master bedroom is where we need to get to. At least we see it, so we can do it from but a distance. We're not close. Is it moving at all? I know it has the candlestick. No, it's stuck still. But is we it have- zombie like the others we've seen? Silas is going to it? telekinetic... Now, how far away are we from this thing? At this point, Robin and Silas. Ten feet. Okay, um, Silas is going to say, hey, hey, let's back up just a little. So you go back um, down the stairs. And, it's on a then, turn. So as you're going yeah, that, down that's the stairs, fine. You I, Silas is just going to peek around the corner and he's going to uh-huh. telekinetically move the candlestick. See what happens. <laughs> as you move the candlestick telekinetically, its other hand comes up and grabs it as it kind of wrestles the candlestick back within its body, uh, biting down on the wax. You can see the whole thing break in two as it drops to the ground, as it then realizes and goes back. Well, it just ate a candle, so definitely if we come up to it, it's going to do exactly what the other ones have done. So if we're getting to that master bedroom, we're either going to have to throw it. Wait, is there a balcony where we are? A balcony? Like, I I guess what I'm saying, like, it's not, the hallway is not open to. No, it is not. Okay, okay. 
Um, all right, so you know no, what we I have mean, to do. We we have to kill it. Okay, somebody had me something. What? Do you really like feel what? in the mood for another zombie fight, Robin? Um, yes, I'm very <laughs> At least we this have to one. Find the shard. Yeah, and at least this one we can start far away, and we can just keep retreating from it, right? Like, yeah. True. Um, okay, Robin is gonna reach into her bag. Mm -hmm. She's gonna pull out bug spray. She's like, I knew this would come in handy, <laughs> and she's just gonna. Chuck it and just like catapult <laughs> it right at this guy. Fantastic. <laughs> Give me an, a, a range attack, please. Uh, this will be actually a spell. Oh, even better. Nice. It, needs to make, it needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, what they're. <laughs> oh, they're terrible. Really, not only is he terrible at it, he also rolled awfully. What happens? Uh, the thing is going to explode. What what whatever what I throw a bug spray <laughs> through bug spray just the bug explode. spray explodes and it's uh what is this damage it's a bludgeoning damage fifteen points fifteen nice. bludgeoning um fantastic all right so as this thing comes near its face as it's right in front of it you can see its face go like it's gonna bite the bug spray. Um, as the bug spray explodes in front of its face, sending shards of metal and plastic into this creature's body um, that just kind of knocks it, uh, you know, um, back a little bit. However, as it does, you see it sort of fix on where it came from as it begins to stumble forward. Let's roll initiative. Ah, there you go again. Goodness Oh, no. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Okay, here we go. Uh, <laughs> la la la. Where was that there? Okay. All right. Uh, let's start with Maeve. Uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20 for Maeve. And Neb. 17. 17 for Neb. And Feruza. 18. 18 for Feruza. And Silas. 21. 21 for Silas. And finally, uh, Robin. That's all I had, you guys. Five. <laughs> you're up you're up now the, the, that's all all folks. right silas um silas seeing what miss robin uh very brazenly did yes and, and there's this like swell of momentary pride uh that rolls up inside of him and uh you see that um he steps forward and you see that his eyes both of his eyes start to glow red mm -hmm. and then he um he, he under his breath again you just hear embrace anti-life and live perhaps and as he does you see that like these two beams like kind of small beams of light uh come out of his eye and they start like at like right angles like zigzagging <laughs> yes. toward the creature and uh -huh. um, hopefully slams into it hopefully um hopefully um like that's a 16 yeah Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that does uh, nine. nine. Nine force damage. All right. Nine force damage. Okay. Uh, anything else, Silas? Um, and as a bonus action, uh, he is uh, going to, uh, to turn to Miss Robin at this point also. And uh, he just says, anti-life will stop anything. And uh, you get a uh, bard, bardic inspiration. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, Maeve. 
Uh, no. <laughs> just, no. <laughs> no. No. Just as I, usual. As nope, usual. Nope, I nope. know it's not, it's not a particularly... <laughs> nope, nope, I nope. I promise there are things that I will do <laughs> other times, but right now, no. Just, nope. no. Um, okay. Keep there feeling you. flesh. Yeah. Teeth that bite wax candles. No. Uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20 will hit. Sweet. Uh, 13. 13. Nice. 13 force damage. Yeah. Uh, again, this is, <laughs> how are you flavoring this one? Uh, this, so, uh, we are, it, it's <laughs> almost like a gust of, of, uh, of, it's almost like a thunder when you're in a house and you, yeah. or you feel a plane fly over and you feel that impact yeah. to, to the air. <laughs> so, yeah. um, As this kind of, you know, goes through almost like when you open only one car window in the car. Yeah, and the, yeah. the, the uh, imbalance of the air pressure. The, the mm. pictures on the walls rattle a little bit as this whole thing kind of, you see like even like the flesh on his cheeks kind of roll with it uh, as he sort of is pummeled with this, uh, this force in front of him. Anything else made? Did the candle was the candlestick in a holder? It was. Did that roll towards us? Did it roll? He's still holding it. He's, oh, he's still holding it. Okay, he mind. bit the um, candle. The candle bits, but he's still holding the holder. It's his favorite chew toy. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, mm, I would like to, in, sort of towards the front of the group, mm -hmm. uh, take a piece of string and just tie it from the thing across. Just basic. Like really <laughs> rudimentary trip trap. Okay, um, just in case, and also stay behind the line if we can help it. All right, sleight of hand with your bonus okay. actiony stuff because you can do that. Uh, I uh, no no, no I okay you no. cannot um, I I, ca I cannot and I cannot. Oh, you cannot and cannot. Uh, you go up to attempt to do this, but you know, it's the trying to get string out of your bag and get to yeah. the you know banister. It's like, oh, it's just a little well, too much. Stay awkward. behind that post then. <laughs> <laughs> For Ruza. That's hilarious. Is there a door anywhere nearby? <laughs> <laughs> Not on your side of the fight, no. I need to learn a spell that's summon door immediately. Yeah, door. <laughs> okay. Um, what I would like, what I want to do is I kind of want to, like, I want, because she has, like, she's, she discovered that she uh -huh. has the thaumaturgy. Uh -huh. I want to make a door, like, spontaneously open and, like, slam into him. Okay. And I can't, like, I picture a hallway with doors in yeah, the hallway. Yeah, there's all That's the doors. So, so you want, like, a door right next to him to kind of come out and just smack him up from yeah. behind. <laughs> That's the plan? Yes. And, right. With thaumaturgy, you can just do it. Um. <laughs> Um, let's just see how strongly it can do it. Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's not your strength. It's a, it's a spell. I mean, do you have a spell casting modifier? Um. For that? Yes, this is weird. Because I've yeah. never actually cast a spell before yeah. this particular class. So, um, let's see what it would be. Um. Would it be your charisma? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I think I cast it with wisdom then. With wisdom? I? Okay. That's yeah. fine. So would you give me just a, a D20 plus your wisdom okay. modifier. 12 plus zero. A 12? 
<laughs> Unfortunately misses. So you're able to do it. You open this door and it slams into the back of him, but it's just not quite with the force that you're yeah. hoping to do to really cause yeah. any kind of damage. It just kind of not, he like rocks forward a little bit and like rocks back onto his heels. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to do, Feruza? Um... <laughs> I'm, I'm, she would like to disappear. I guess not. Um, because we're at the end here. Misty steps. Yep. Yep. Um, gone. I'll let. We'll see if we can retcon uh, her a little bit back in, but we'll keep going here. Nep. Oh. Oh. Wait. Where is it? Okay. Yes. Alicia's back. back. Yeah. No. Nope, Anything I'm else? You're done. All right. Okay, Neb. Yeah. <laughs> You're up next, Neb. How far oh, no. away is this from ten us? Feet, ten mm -hmm. feet from the people in front, so maybe fifteen for you, because they're on a staircase, so it's a little hard to get get uh, in there. Okay, um, unless you want to muscle your way to the front. Nah, okay. I'm gonna try to. Neb really does not want to be near this thing when it explodes, <laughs> and so she's gonna try again. She's just gonna kind of push her head up past everybody and <laughs> give Maeve a, a smile as she goes, "No." <laughs> and I need it to make a constitution saving throw. Con DC saving throw. I love it. <laughs> no is a complete Ooh. sentence. That's really good, though, for me. 21. Yeah. Oh, that's sorry. Saves. So it's just going to take two thunder damage. All right. You keep practicing that no, okay? Keep practicing. <laughs> just keep practicing. I'm going to look back at Maeve and go, I'm just not, I just don't have the force that you have, apparently. <laughs> just think, think about being on the subway <laughs> and some random person just is making trouble for you. That's awesome. what I do. That's usually when I run, but I'll keep that in mind. All, all right. Uh, anything else, Neb? No, that's all. All right. Uh, it staggers forward, the candlestick in its hand. Um, Silas and Robin, I think you guys are up front. Um, I think it's going to... Silas, you went for it more recently and did worse to it. So I think it's its attention is more sort of focused on you. So it is going to, again, haltingly almost rush, like bum rush forward like a linebacker and just try to knock into you as best as it can. 15? Um, as, it, as it does this, um, going to use a reaction. Okay. And you say, like, how is it attacking exactly again? Like a linebacker, like literally yeah, like it's going to try to shoulder check me, you. Tackle me. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And so, um, so as it is doing that, you see um, it just slams into um, a uh, kind of shimmering telekinetic wall um, just before it, it, it gets there um, as uh, Silas casts a spell. Amazing. Bangs into it and just keeps trying to bang into this thing, unable to get past it towards you. Um, that's it. Robin, you are behind <laughs> the shimmering sphere that's right next to you and Silas between, but you just see this thing like inches from <laughs> Silas's face, boom, boom, trying to get at him. <laughs> Creepy. Can mm -hmm. is is it like a wall? Can I can I go through it or around? Uh, you can. Absolutely. Yeah. This yeah, yeah, is yeah. personal. Yeah. It's just shielding me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh Robin is I'm guessing that uh you know uh, the air is so dry and she's just gonna rub her hands together and just go whoop <laughs> a little shock. To it. It. <laughs> it doesn't have oh. to touch, it's more like a okay. connection to get close Got enough in the Gotcha. Like oh. those balls that yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. make your hair go. Yeah, okay, when you're, when you're <laughs> 10 years old and you're like in, in New York and it's super dry. Mm -hmm. Yes. You put on your socks and you just scoot around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Robin just takes her feet out of her boots and 
<laughs> rubs her socks against the old Um, Okay, so it needs to make a strength saving throw. Strength saving throw. Mm, that's pretty good. 15. Okay, so that passes. Okay. Which means... it, it still takes the damage. Woo-hoo! Still takes it. Okay. Right. Okay. But it will not have. It will not be moved. Okay. Uh, eight points of lightning damage. Ooh, wow! Yeah. That was awesome. So as you, this little <laughs> goes across, and Silas, you're there watching it again, like boom, 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 as it's trying to get through to you. And Robin just goes, and this little lightning bolt comes through, and you see it enter its eyes. And because you know its skin is like like waxy and dying anyways you can see the whole skeleton beneath kind of as it right in front of you i had a i had a bonus action do i get that bonus action or not yes what would you like to do with your Uh, bonus action uh maybe as that's happening or right before it happens uh yes she disappears again okay of mist you have a shield going my friend uh silas so i think you're okay as well as this thing and again you just get showered with little bits of you know uh uh, dust and uh, icy glassy particles in front of you that just falls down in a neat line at the bottom of this shield that you've created for yourself and um any of the remaining bits um Mm -hmm. silas uh, lowers the shield and then uh, kind of steps through and, and kicks it aside okay. and uh, just kind of mutters, unlike you, the Omega doesn't miss. And he keeps um, he, he keeps walking toward the master member. All right. Where, where does Robin appear? <laughs> yes. I mean, where yeah, are you, Robin? If you allow me to do that bonus action. Then... Absolutely. I'm allowing okay. you to do it. Go okay. for it. Okay. Then uh, right next to the door, probably right as All right right. Silas gets there and we'll <laughs> so Robin disappears as the thing explodes against Silas's shield, appears by the door as Silas <laughs> begins to walk forward, muttering strange sayings to himself as he walks through and approaches Robin at the end of the hallway. Um, you stand in front of, as I said, an absolutely charred, blackened door in front of you. Um, all of the woodwork around it is it's split and ashen. Um, even the carpet or the, the rug at the front is singed here and these heavy iron bars, three of them go across um, as a big sign there says, do not enter unstable. The, the iron bars are they and Maeve writes takes out the pen again and writes personalities <laughs> <laughs> the three that go across are they anchored into the door frame or into the wall into the wall beyond they, they look quite secure to you not you know not magically impenetrably so but like they're really trying to keep people safe okay but this is a normal size door and there's just it's these normal three bars size door. these three bars they're just horizontal three horizontal bars you know one at about waist, one at about head, another at about knee. Is this the kind of thing that I could just, if we had the door open, like duck through? You could, yes. Uh, okay. Well, how do we oh, get no. the door open? <laughs> well, perhaps Faruza can help us. She apparently has a thing for doors. <laughs> you are really good at doors. Silas, it's new. It's a new thing. I, no, I, hey. I, just hey. It's, I mean, I was. You are the master of the doors. Door. <laughs> master of doors. <laughs> By the way, Silas, when did you get death lasers out of your eyes? I, just what whatever this magic is that I have now, it's 
whatever I'm thinking about at the time seems like what comes out of me. So, yeah. Well, that's reassuring. I mean, I mean, we're all just keep thinking good thoughts. Or or think bad thoughts towards the zombies. I'm kind of into the death yeah. lasers towards the zombies. Yeah, Feroza, can you can you do your magic on the door? Sure, <laughs> happily happy to comply. Feroza is going to. Oh my god! And the door is gonna boom, swing right open. Okay, um, as you do. Yes, this 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 falling apart door swings with such force. You just destroy doors that as it hits the other side of the room, it just splinters, you know, cracks in a number of places, basically an unusable door now. I mean, it stayed in one piece, but it's, you know, this door is never shutting again. Um, as you look beyond into the darkness, it's filled with dust and you can still smell the the burn, the, the ember, the char, and it reminds you, especially Silas, of the scent of burning that you've been getting on the train as you've been exploring and having these hauntings, for lack of a better word. Um, peering into that darkness, you can see that every inch of this room is covered in charred blackness. The bed, all of the curtains and linens and everything have just been completely disintegrated. They do no longer exist. The wooden bed almost is petrified with the, the, the level of heat that must have been in this room. The windows now exposed because there's no curtains covered in soot um, to the point where you can barely see any light coming in, even though, as Robin reminded you, it is starting to get dark outside. Um, as you are looking into this space, We actually are going to end it here, I think. <gasps> you are I thought you were going to say that there were towels there. Of course there's towels. Like the most burnt towels. The most burnt towels you've ever seen. Charred towels. We only have like three minutes. So as you look into this deep, dark, charred space, we will say goodnight for the evening and come back next week. Thank you. Last all. episode of the year. Last episode oh, of the year. No. Thank you all for being here to play with me with Children of Verte. I appreciate it so much. I adore you all. And please remember you. that life itself is the most wonderful fairy tale. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Children of Arte. To learn more about Demiplane, visit demiplane.com and embark on your own adventure today.